a playlist original. What's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so glad you're here. I'm recording this in the morning. My voice sounds fucking good. It's like a little sultry. I'm kind of into this. Okay, I got back from Niagara Falls on a Thursday, and I didn't post an episode last week. I was trying my fucking darndest to get one out, but... It's so tough when you're like away and and everything. So I was at a work conference and I got to hang out with Haley Strong, which was truly a dream come true. Haley hosts many podcasts on the Rob as a Podcast Network, but the one that I listen to is The Bachelor Wrap Up and Wrap Up. And I've been listening to her for like eight plus years she was I think the first podcast I ever listened to like I literally found Rob as a podcast on a YouTube roundtable and like looked it up on Apple Podcasts (laughs) she popped up and I've been listening ever since so we went to these two beautiful wineries Uh, one was called Trias and one was called Peller we had a cute little you know winery tour it was very fun and then also shout out to Michaela and Allison uh friends of the pod that I got to meet in person at the conference too. Um, so nice, so cute, and I hope we get to hang out uh, like for realsies another time. What's going on over at the Patreon? Last week I had Lindsay, one of my friends from high school, on, and we talked about celeb brands that you didn't know were owned by those celebs, and it was super fun. We talked about Bragg, we talked about jaden smith's fucking water brand it was vvv fun and the week before that i had troy mckitty on and we were talking about the relationship between britney spears and kevin federline and our patron shout outs this week i want to shout out harika why harika thank you so much for supporting the podcast i appreciate you so much and brianna aka breezers thank you for submitting questions and prompts and sending me memes and the the whole bit i'm so stoked that we get a you know chat about all of this frivolous stuff that we love to chit chat about it's been such a pleasure getting to know you over the last couple years thank you both i hope you you know, both have a beautiful week ahead. Okay, friends, last thing, I was on Mess Magnets, which is a pop culture podcast hosted by Sasha and Kirsten. And Kirsten was out, so I filled in with Sasha and Chappelle, and we had a really good time. We talked about the Prince of Pagan, <laughs> Obs. Uh, so Royals, we talked about Taylor and Maddie. We did some uh, Anonymous, which is when a listener submits Anonymous gossip and it was super super fun so check me out on mess magnets okay friends let's get to today's episode here's my conversation with emps i'm back with a very special guest emps is here emps how are you hi i'm doing well it's so good to see you again 
I know, know. Not, not in person this time, but it's good to see your face. <laughs> it's really good to see you. So, okay. I was like LOLing about this before we hopped on because I was like thinking, I was like, Emps has like literally seen me at my worst. And like, you know, when people say that, but they like, you know, it's like they don't mean it. Like you actually saw me. At my worst. It wasn't hyperbole. <laughs> it was real. Like It was so real. It was like. Everyone knows now, I feel like, because I did a, a Patreon episode with the girlies about the night at the box, but you saw me, so we left our hotel finally at 5 p.m. the next day. You saw me at, like, I don't know, like, 7, seven. or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was, like, <laughs> mute, and, like, I was, like, unwell, and just, like, the anxiety still, and, like... It was just like so bad. So um, yeah, you've truly seen me at my worst. I was like, this is so annoying that like when we finally get to meet, it's when I was like incapacitated, <laughs> but I'm, I'm still so glad we did. <laughs> me too, me too. And I mean, for what it's worth, all of you, I know, like I know that that feeling when that happens, when you're just so like, you're just depleted, but you were also mm-hmm. so lovely and charming. And I, I really appreciate <laughs> everyone rallying to like be there instead of just, I mean, I'm sure that took a lot to, to not just like hide, <laughs> you know, until it was time to like go to bed. But uh, that was great. And I'm glad I got to meet all of you in person. I know it was so nice. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and you know, how you started covering pop culture on Tumblr and then now Instagram? Yeah. So I just have always loved pop culture forever and ever. Um, I'm definitely from the like early days of like Bop and Teen Beat magazine. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's me. And I know, I mean, I know they're still out there, but um, you know, I definitely had like Macaulay Culkin, Elijah Wood, Jonathan Taylor Thomas um, on my walls as a tween. And Mm -hmm. I've just always loved gossip. And I think I found it's more safe to gossip about celebrities because I don't know them. And it doesn't typically come back to haunt you um, in the same ways if you're talking about people sometimes IRL. it does but yeah, yeah. well yeah yeah true um, but I've yeah. just always I've always loved it I wanted to be famous when I was a kid um, I'm really glad that didn't actually happen now that now that we know the things that we know um, about that life but it's, it's all I ever wanted um, I was obsessed with the Mickey Mouse Club kids so Brittany mm. Justin Christina um, yeah. all, all, all of those and grew up with them so I've just always been a huge fan. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it hasn't really, it doesn't really coincide with my, my career, the way that I actually make money to pay my bills and stuff. But I, mm-hmm. I just, I love talking about pop culture and the older I've gotten, I really like to approach it almost as like a science and talk talk about all the inner workings and what public relations is and, and all that kind of stuff and how the zeitgeist, like, tells us what media to consume. And then that generates like capitalism and all that. It's very fascinating to me. I'm not saying it's like good. I'm just saying it's fascinating. (laughs) Um, So that's, that's really where it all started and has continued to go for me. And my favorite things to cover in pop culture are definitely like Hollywood, you know, actors specifically, and then pop stars. I love my pop stars. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And most people probably who have met you before know you from Cam Gray's podcast, what I will say, because you've been covering 
Uh, well, specifically Kaler. At oh this gosh, point. yeah, we'll get we'll we'll get into that. Uh, just yeah, <laughs> but I did the I've done the I think it might be we're on like our five hundredth episode of the Kaler realistic Kaler <laughs> timeline. Um, yes. But I, as as far as my pop culture interests like have taken me, I had a Tumblr. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, I made a Tumblr probably back in like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and was doing that. Tumblr era and did that for a couple years. And then one day I changed my URL to EMP SMD, which are two of my friends initials. And I like logged off forever. And I was like, I'm done with this. Like I, I just, this isn't like, I'm not really doing anything. I don't have any kind of big following. Like, I think I used to to change my URL to like Lady Gaga lyrics. Like I think one at one point it was like Garage Glamour. It was just like very that, you know. Yes, I do. Um, just yeah. like random. Like I wasn't. It wasn't anything. It was just fun. Um, yeah. And then when I became a Taylor Swift fan, when Reputation was released, because I didn't really partake before, um, I I was listening to the album. But I you know, obviously everybody, especially people who read and and consume pop culture the way that I do is like, well, you know, Taylor Swift writes songs about who she's with or her boyfriends or her love interests. And that's made very clear um, almost to the point, you know, well, I guess not almost, but we're conditioned to go investigate who she's singing about, even if you're not like a super huge fan. So that's what happened to me. Um, and I was like, who is she singing about? Is she with anybody? And I Googled that and I saw Joe Alwyn and I was like, no, I don't like that. That doesn't feel, <laughs> that doesn't feel good to me. Let's go to the weird places on the internet that I like love to go and read about celebrities. Um, and that's when I found a bunch of tumblers talking about Kaler. And I was like, oh yes, I remember the Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift of it all. Of course, of course I know that. Um, and I could not access some of these blogs unless I too had a tumbler. And I was like, wait, but I do have a tumbler. And I updated my password after like literally 10, 10 or t- years, something around yeah. there, about 10 years and started reading the Kaler blinds. And I was like, this actually makes a lot of sense to me, even if it's not true. I mean, we were never going to really know, uh, yeah. but, but I really liked that angle. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, if Taylor Swift has been running the longest con on all of us. Like (laughs) this is, this is, I want to study this. Like I want my PhD Mm -hmm. in this. And I just really started to consume her, her discography, uh, working backwards, uh, learning about her revisiting all of the boyfriends, um, and, and girly best friends in the school. And I was like, gosh, if she really is closeted and has built this, like Taylor Swift, like cinematic universe for all of us. This is one of the, like, this will go down in history. Like, you know, if it, if it ever, even the lore of it. Right. And it just was so fascinating to me. And that, that's how I started my blog. Um, I didn't realize that people on Tumblr would have such a niche on like one stan like like celebrity or 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 ship or so I didn't even know what ship meant. Like I'm, I'm really dating myself there, but, uh, (laughs) I, I didn't realize that. So I would talk about all kinds of celebrities and I would post uh, blind items and I would recap NT from Crazy Days and Nights. I would recap his podcasts, uh, just 
kind of transcribed them a little bit so people could read when they weren't paying for his Patreon, which I don't know if I should have been doing that, but mm-hmm. I did it. Whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and was like, I guess opening people's eyes to celebrities maybe they hadn't really been interested in before because like, again, where I landed in Tumblr in 2018 was very like, you had your topic and the scope was not very wide. It was like, I talk about this one thing. Um, so people... I got a lot of anons and like, I got a following. I was like, wow. And then I couldn't change my Tumblr URL because then that would have been <laughs> weird. So, so now I have this, um, people started calling me imps and yeah, I was like, yeah. Hey, and it's stuck. Uh, and, and that's really how I met Cam. Um, and then started help, like helping with some of the episodes on the podcast. When she calls me up, I'm, I love to do it. It's so much fun. Um, and yeah, Kaylor was a big hyperfixation for a while. I'm like, I know I did the timeline, but I'm kind of, kind of over it now I'm like it's I it's great it will always be there as a potential but I'm just like I beat it to death there's nothing there's no new content there's nothing else to say about it yeah for me like it just meets so many of the intersections that I like because I also really love digging into niche pop culture moments and you know that time that Kaylor was possibly together like it's just so like specific. I don't know. There's just such a, a time frame that that was in that I just love so much. So I really like that. And then you're right, though. But it's it's almost nice that there's no new stuff because and like people could argue that there is. I'm sure people are are like, well, what about the Midnight's lyrics? <laughs> like, like, it's like, well, what about like they know that we're like tuning in, so of course they're gonna yeah. they're gonna dangle a carrot in front of our faces a little bit, yeah, yeah, literally. And then <laughs> so like, but it's you're right though. Pop culture moves so quickly that there is something about me that loves moments that are already over and talking about those because it can just get so overwhelming to talk about things that are current where there's new stuff coming out every day. Because we're recording this on Friday. It's going to come out on Sunday. We're going to talk about VPR a little bit. And I'm sure by the time this comes out, there's already going to be like 10 new VPR, like, you know, sound bites or whatever. Absolutely. Um, But no, I love that. And I sometimes people have said, like, I think you're a Tumblr girly, but I actually never had a Tumblr. But I also really do like like niching down just because I have (laughs) like those hyper fixations, too. I could have so easily had like, you know, a Buffy Tumblr, Outlander Tumblr or something like that. And just like amazing. (laughs) Yeah, amazing. I when I got back on Tumblr in 2018, it was it had changed a lot. Well, at least at least the channels that I had been seeing in the past and then what was happening now. And um, it was really, it was really cool and and very interesting. And just again, cause I I do this, like looking at fandom, you know, and kind of researching like fandom as a concept and like what all the factions therein and and all the different, it's, it is really a rabbit hole. And it's um, it's something I've continued to enjoy. And I do go back, you know, I go check and see what the late stage Kalers are are on about. Um, It's usually not, not something I subscribe to, but (laughs) it's, you know, it, it's still, it's still around. It was very impactful, put it that way. Yeah, it was really impactful. And okay, I have like, one kind of Kaler theory, but I'm, I'll save it for the Maddie and Taylor section of this pod. So okay. let's let's dive into the meat and potatoes. We're going to do some couples updates. 
on Kylie and Timothy and then Maddie and Taylor. And then we're going to talk about Samantha Jones. VP are actors on actors. And then Emps is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share her This Week in Petty story. So Maddie and Taylor broke up. And I actually haven't talked about this on the podcast because I was at a work conference. So my first time recording since that they since they've broken up and I just like I breathed like a sigh of relief like when this finally happened (laughs) yeah it it doesn't it definitely doesn't negate the fact that he was a questionable you know everything the discourse that has just been happening nonstop since this came into our uh awareness but yeah I I am also relieved and I think that it for so many reasons like it just Taylor doesn't Taylor needs to to take a second and just breathe I think 100 percent yeah yeah I know it was so interesting because she had yeah started her eras tour which I think is you know she's at some of the peak of her career uh with the eras tours like it selling out it causing such a stir with Ticketmaster she just announced her South American tour dates and Mexico tour dates. It is big. And then the Joe announcement, which I love how you got into Kaler through Joe, just like how it's like, <laughs> oh, this couldn't be it. Because that's me too. I owe him my like, life. <laughs> yeah, but like actually, but it's like you're just kind of like, ah, oh, this, this can't be all that there is. And so... But, like, I did kind of think that they were going to get married. You know, they're just, like, a, or, like, be endgame. They're just, Me too. You know, around that age. And they were so, so secretive, but, like, in a, or, like, so private, but in a way that I just thought was, like, real. And uh, so that was really shocking. So then to have this, like, one-month fling with someone like Maddie Healy, it just is, it's chaotic, it's absolutely chaos. And I, I think that Taylor could have, if she, look, if she, if she wanted to like get down with Maddie Healy, like we, we didn't need to know about it. And, yes. and now that, now that it has happened and now they quote unquote broken up or whatever they were doing is, is now officially yeah. at least publicly being announced as over. Like, I don't understand the continuation of the doubling down on like they didn't care about what people thought and Taylor doesn't care about anything at all right now she's doing doing her and it wasn't because of his bad behavior that they decided to stop seeing each other it's like why are you saying that like team team Taylor like why why are you doing that and it it is time to just like like clip it like be done (laughs) stop talking you're digging a hole deeper and deeper and like, no, it's not going to ruin her career. Like, obviously, but it feels uh, to quote Ariana Maddox, grody. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. When she said that, I was like, I love that. We're like about to bring back that word. Let's bring it back. That's what I was texting my best friend because we were like live texting each other through the whole thing. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, well, we're bringing, bring it back. Grody. I was like, yes, we are. (laughs) 100%. Yeah, so no, that's what I don't get either because it was so public and I was like, literally for what? And you're right, Tree Pain has been in like every publication, uh, like people and stuff like that, talking about how they were never officially boyfriend, girlfriend. And I'm like, again, that, like, I don't know, it 
it doesn't change anything for me. You were still, no. you're still associated with him. And then there's still that comment that she said at one of her eras tour being like, I've never been happier. I've never been better. That is still sticking with me. Cause I just, I don't know. It, it's giving very like, confidence is quiet and insecurities are loud yes girl just like everyone was well at least like my friends that I talked to because we all love Taylor um when when her and Joe first broke up it was very like okay okay cool like this this happens like she's she's pushing mid-30s they've been together for six years if they're not going to get married then like move on you know like maybe maybe neither one of them wanted to get married maybe it was stale it ran its course whatever but now you 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 process and you like go on your tour and just take a beat and I don't know the Maddie Healy stuff like I said I wouldn't if I was like one of her actual friends and she was seeing him and it was very quiet and the media never picked up on it I would be like ooh, girl um but to people like just to the public like why did we need to know this why are we trying to make him or allow him I don't him... know what their angle yeah I don't know what the angle was yeah allow him to be more more famous and give him more of a platform I don't um I don't understand that yeah because he like quickly capitalized it with on on that shirt that said the band and stuff like that. Like, he was financially, like, picking up on it. I also like those pictures of him at the Nashville show in the white button-down T-shirt, like, clutching his chest where, like, Gigi Hadid, like, is, like, draped over him. I'm like, those are burned into my, like, retina. So I'm just like, I just don't know what the angle was. And I don't know. Maybe we'll just never know. But, like, you know, I've I've listened to every TikTok. I've listened to all the podcasts and stuff like that. And it doesn't seem like any like commentator kind of has like a clear reasoning for it. Yeah, same. Um, I, I also have been <laughs> trying to like watch and consume everyone's yeah. take so I can kind of like formulate my own. Mm-hmm. One thing that and this doesn't explain holistically. This is just a piece. Like, yeah, I do think Maddie going to the shows that he went to and just like, like you said, hand over his heart, singing all the lyrics, like dancing, having the best time ever. I do think, well, one, I do think that's him. I think he's very dramatic and theatrical. Like that's just who he is, but it works in the case of, did they want to show like how starkly different that was from Joe's behavior. And like, I think Maddie probably went to more shows than Joe ever did during reputation, just in those like two weekends of eras. Um, Literally. And Joe was never like, we barely got a smile cracked out of, out of that guy, you know? Um, So maybe that was a part of it. Um, I do like Cam's take um, over on what I will say, where she says like, I think a lot of this is probably to just like make Joe jealous. And I've commented on her podcast, like, this is this is what people do. Like maybe not every single person, but like I'm guilty of it. Like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show him. I, like like I'm gonna make him jealous, and they never care. Like they, they, they never, never care. care. No, one hundred percent. And like I think you're right. This is probably the the theory that I would stick with if someone asked me. But like you're right. At the end of the day, Taylor Swift. We we've seen through her music. We've seen through you know, all of her different relationships. She is a girl that would do this. Yeah. Like that would be like 
showing up with a new guy on her arm and stuff like that, trying to make the old guy jealous. And again, no, no tea, no shade. Like I'm, I'm sure that's every, I think maybe not everyone's first inkling, but like, I think that's a lot of people's, you know, it's very relatable. Yeah. It's very relatable. And yeah, that makes sense to me. And then the other theory that I've been hearing about is like, which this is, I feel like a little less realistic, but how if you Google Taylor in the 1975, all the Google searches were her kissing Carly Kloss at the at the concert and that now that's never pops up. Like I tried to Google it the other day to like show a friend because <laughs> I was on my Gaylor soapbox and I was like, oh, wait, like you really have to like put in the keywords I gotta, tr- I gotta try this now because I did this I posted it to my Instagram a couple of weeks ago I was like I typed in Taylor Swift Maddie Healy 1975 and the first things that came up were the videos of her and Carly at the show yeah yeah, like, yeah. But yeah. maybe oh my, my maybe my search and my algorithm is so beat down with Kaylor that it's never gonna, gonna say it's never gonna you're... be off my phone Yeah, your algo knows exactly what you're looking for, 100%. So I don't know. I think the listeners, yeah, test it out. Let us know if there's any any validity to this theory. But wait, wait, I just I just did it, and no, it's not. That's not popping up. No, Kaylor is popping up. No, not in my like. I've done like three thumb swipe scrolls, and um. The last thing I landed on is Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy's relationship timeline. What Mm. the hell? Okay, maybe it's maybe there's a little more validity to to that. But it's like, why would you why would you rather be like tied to a bigot than just like a ex girlfriend or something? Like it's just so confusing to me. Like still, it it really is. Like it couldn't be a worse person. Well, I mean, okay. Yes, it could be. Yeah, but, he's yeah. Pretty, but, but barely. Like. Yeah, but he's he's pretty. I mean, despicable. Um, yeah, yeah. I, well, TBD. I mean, like you said, yeah. every day we get a little uh, piece of the puzzle. So, so maybe we'll we'll figure it out. I, I don't know, but very just. I I wish she hadn't have done this. I yeah, wish, I wish she hadn't have done this. Yeah, it's made me not like being a Taylor fan for the last couple weeks and really like diminished a lot of my excitement and stuff for like speak now and uh the concert I'm going to in July and stuff like that so yeah still kind of reconciling with all of that but yeah glad this nightmare's over (laughs) she (laughs) announced she's going to be touring through Brazil Argentina and Mexico and her headliner for all of these is Sabrina Carpenter who has, like, been killing it on tour. Like, she has, I feel like, a cult following. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is so interesting because I feel like this would have been, should have (laughs) been, could have been Olivia (laughs) Rodrigo. And I agree. It's not. It's her, like, arch nemesis, Sabrina. So many thoughts. I'm really glad you, you, you brought this up. So first, I don't know if this is true. Uh, so I, I can't, like, I don't have the receipts and, and I haven't fact checked it, but I do have a friend whose sister lives in Chile and she, mm-hmm. she wanted to go to the Argentina show, Taylor's yep. store, and she said it's already sold out. 
Yeah, tickets went like so. It, think, that's true. Like it's yes. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. I saw on Twitter that it was like one million people were in the queue, and <sighs> like you know, like six hundred thousand got shows over the like couple dates or whatever. Uh, just more, just more confirmation that Taylor Swift doesn't need to date any dusty guy. She needs to just. <laughs> Be Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Yeah. That's um, so true. Well, thank you for, for confirming that. So, yep, that's happening. Um, And then with Sabrina and Olivia, I mean, I definitely think there is, like, validity to the Taylor and Olivia Rodrigo rumors about how they had a falling out. And then, you know, Taylor coming. We know for a fact Taylor did, I don't know, I guess come after might be a little aggressive, but she went after money from Olivia um, for songs that were on the album, right? So I could see that really causing a rift. And for Taylor Takes Sabrina, I mean, yes, it makes sense because Sabrina's amazing and she's just as good an opener. And also Olivia might be a tad too big, but I don't know if you're ever too big at 19 or 20 to open for Taylor Swift. Like you haven't even, yeah. really, haven't even released your sophomore album yet, which we know is coming soon, but yes, there's more. I, I know I'll never know for sure, but I, I, in my soul, there's more to this. Like this is, this is strategic. This is, this is purposeful. I feel like what do you think? 100%. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like, uh, Taylor was, you know, photographed with Olivia at, like, a few events. Olivia was doing a lot of the um, promotion for Red TV. Mm-hmm. Taylor sent her the ring, and um, she was with her fellow singer, Conan Gray, doing a bunch of, like, TikToks, which I think, again, smart getting in that, like, TikTok generation that – you know, I feel like Taylor, obviously she's, I feel like, beloved by all. But, like, she's definitely, like, uh, you know, for the girls' 20s and, and 30s and 40s, I feel like. Yeah. So um, being on TikTok was really smart. And then, um, yeah, they just, like, the whole lyrics thing happened, which we've covered extensively on this podcast. And then they, you know, haven't been seen in public or, you know, liking each other's shit on socials, all of that since um, Conan Gray after Midnight's had come out, he was asked, like, have you listened to it? Like, what do you think? And he's like, I haven't listened to all of it. And it was like multiple like days or weeks after the album had come out. So it's like, that's awkward. And Yeah, I agree that I think that this should have been Olivia. She is really big, and I think she could have sold out bigger stadiums when she went on her Sour Tour. She did, like, pretty small venues. Right. um, Which Sabrina is kind of doing now. But I remember for 1989, I think, Taylor had Shawn Mendes. And I felt like he, at the time, was, like, as big as Olivia. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it could have been her. But yeah, Sabrina is just, I feel like, going to blow up from this, uh, which is like good for her. I actually like her music. I like Olivia's more. But Sabrina's been, you know, really fun. I think she has a really good stage presence, maybe a better stage presence than Olivia. So 
Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm very excited for Sabrina and I'm I'm excited to see the content that comes out of the shows in South America. It's going to be in Mexico. It's going to be great. Um and the thing with Olivia, if we want to like quickly just jump back up to the to the Maddie in the 1975 of it all, uh NT put out a blind item a few weeks ago saying that like one of the reasons Taylor was doing this stuff with Maddie was to keep her name in the headlines so that she is never for once it's, it's almost like a j-lo strategy like never be single never have a you know a down week never be quiet um which has a lot to do with olivia's album coming out uh so right you know it's a it's a blind item it's gossip but i would not put that past taylor uh because we've already seen what she's done with olivia going after writing credits um you know for being inspired by, by yeah. something when Taylor takes inspiration from people all the time and she does it well, she's very good at it, but it was, it was a little heavy handed in my opinion. So I, I wonder if there's any um, value to that blind item. Yeah, I agree because so Olivia has new music coming out June 30th. Taylor's, ver- uh, Taylor's version of speak now comes out, I think what July 7th. Mm-hmm. So like a week later, but and Taylor has done this to eclipse other artists. Like, for example, when Katy Perry dropped, I think her album Daisy, possibly. That's when Taylor Swift brought all her music back onto Spotify like the same day. So like she has been known to like, yes, try to eclipse other artists. But again, I I feel like the era's coverage um speak now is is keeping her in the headlines I was like why do you need this but whatever like (laughs) I could literally circle this drain for like ever ever yeah 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 Yeah. but no that makes a lot of sense like you know like the song nothing new is allegedly about Olivia Rodrigo so like obviously this is like a big thorn in her side and like I get it too like sometimes it's hard you know, being in your 30s and looking at these young ingenues, like she's saying, coming up in your field or whatever and like not being jealous or feeling like you're like, you know, like on the other side of the hill. But yeah, it just seems so weird. Yeah, I I think like a, a regular citizen, um, like, like, like myself, yes, I can remember going through that in my early 30s. Um, just with like random, you know, you go out to a bar and you see like the young, the young crew out and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, and you, it's like, oh, ugh, makes me feel ancient. Um, and then I think a lot, not all, but a lot of people do get past that. Like I'm past that in my life now. And when I see, yeah. when I see little Olivia Rodrigo, I'm like, oh my God, look how cute, like good, live it up girl. Like you, like, oh, you don't even know how good you got it. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking these things in my head. I'm not like approaching <laughs> strangers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thinking it, thinking it in my head. Um, but with, with celebrities, I mean, especially like a pop star, um, and even what Taylor said herself in Miss Americana about, you know, being put out to pasture or like the elephant graveyard or whatever she said, uh, for, for pop stars when they're 30 or something like that. Like I, I totally get why this would be Uh, make her very anxious right um and that you can't potentially you can't like get past it because then this like house of cards could come down your career and blah 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 and then you see women like madonna um who now we're kind of getting into 
like weird territory with some yes. of her behavior, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. like, and it's, it's like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to see you do this. Like, you know, and you can, you can love or hate Madonna, whatever, but you know, she, you can't deny her impact and her influence and just like what she is in pop culture um, that you're like, you don't want to see that. Um, I know you don't want to, because it, I guess, I don't know. We're probably all conditioned and like messed up, but like it like starts to become like desperation and that's not attractive. And I don't, I don't want to see that happen to Taylor. Um, She's obviously not there yet. You know, she's only what, 33. She's only 33 years old. She's still so young. Um, But, but I, I think that she really like, was all about Olivia Rodrigo until she wasn't until she became a, a serious threat. And she is yeah. like, I can't really think of anyone else off the top of my head right now that could like so easily quote unquote, like dethrone Taylor. 100%. Yeah. Her album was very Taylor. And I think it was like of Taylor quality. Mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing that Taylor got freaked out about is like, she wasn't just like, you know, another a pop girly like Ariana or like Lady Gaga or something like that like it was like very in her lane and of high quality and I think she was nervous and yeah that's so fair but I'm like girl you're 33 like but I get why she would be anxious yeah for sure you know public facing we would love it like bring her up under your wing you know but like I guess I from inside there what what but they're because they really my friend my best friend who she loves pop culture with me too you, you met her she came to dinner the blonde yes blonde, like, okay yes love um, yes she she keeps me grounded a lot because she's like I almost just said my real name um then she, she's, <laughs> like, she's like emps. Uh, yeah. she's like she's like emps um they're real people. They're humans. And I'm like, no, who cares? And I'm like, no, actually, you're right. Like, they are They are people. Can't, you know, I'm a hater because I want to be a millionaire and I don't want to have to do Excel spreadsheets and more documents. And, you know, I don't want to do that stuff. But but she's right. She's She always is like, they're human beings. They really are. And from like a human level of like being scared that this person could like mess with your career, that's got to be really scary. I, You know, I don't. I don't really know. I'll never know. But I totally. Yeah, I know. Because I'm like, it would be what our fears are, but magnified to a million. And I just think or a billion. Yeah, a billion (laughs) that we just can't. There's a piece of it that we just like can't relate to for sure. Right. So, yeah, no, I, I do get that. But yeah, I just I wonder what Olivia is thinking right now. Like that could have been her, but flew too close to the sun I guess yeah you know she's she's probably upset and also like thank god you know yeah, I don't know yeah but, yeah but I'm excited for her new album I really am Me too. I, I'm very excited to hear to hear her work so Me maybe too. maybe we'll get a little a little tea on the album I hope so yeah like it's a song that's called like nothing better or something <laughs> like that like yeah like just like yeah yeah no you're right that would be really cool okay let's talk about Kylie and Timothy Chalamet man okay like I'm actually kind of embarrassed because there was first rumors that came out about them in mid-April and to this to this day basically I was like they're not real this is fake um it's just like there's obviously sources reporting this that's like probably Kris Jenner but like there's no photos there's no evidence 
uh, other than that time that they met at like a premiere or whatever, a red carpet. Like there's just nothing. And I really, I don't need evidence to believe something per se, like photographic evidence per se. But I was just like, there's actually no way that this is true. Like it just doesn't make sense. And then the fact that we got photos of them hanging out, like the grainiest, like, yeah, the grainiest paparazzi photos that I've ever seen in my life, which is, again, reminiscent of our, like, you know, People magazine days and stuff like that. But I, like, actually cannot believe that this is true. Like, I'm I, shook. I, I don't. I I don't I can't even talk. I don't think I, know. I want I, to believe it is I I am so particular about male like male celebrities, actors that I am like want to like I would want to hang out with when I really would never talk yes. to them talk to them in person, you know, if I even yeah. had the chance. Um but like I have a very a very specific, very particular and it is rare that I like I'm really attracted to an actor on the screen. Um, yeah. And, you know, I wasn't attracted to him. I didn't really think anything of Timothy Chalamet for a while because he just literally looked like a child. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> it's like, especially his like body. I'm like, who yeah. could have a crush on him when he takes his shirt off? He looks like when Justin Bieber was like 16. Like I, li I like a skinny guy, but of same, age. Of, but age. of age. Like, um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, it was just, it just seemed so um, prepubescent. Really, no, I, like, I mean, it absolutely was. Even when he, yeah. he's, he's one of the, he's one of those like, people that's like genetically doesn't actually go through puberty until they're like 25 yeah um, and yeah. it's like that's just a thing you know and like yeah you'll probably look young for a lot longer but whatever but he looks like more like a like a grown like a I wouldn't say a man like when he's about 40 come and talk to me he's gonna look 100%. like a man um yeah but he's like sure. it's appropriate now um and i'm like oh wait he's actually really good looking he's like such a good actor he's like his, he can do all these things with his face his muscles and face muscles and his eyes and i do not approve of this pairing at all i do i i hate like and hate is a very strong word but i do i hate the kardashian jenners and for yeah. any of your listeners if you love them i'm so sorry and like if you don't like me because of it i i I'm just going to have to deal with that. Like, cause I mm -hmm. do not, I do not like them. I never have. Um, and I know Timothy Chalamet is probably a little fuck boy. Right. But yeah, definitely. he, the, the way that he portrays himself, he just kind of seems cool. And I don't want him hanging out with her. Like it actually does make more sense when you really think about it, but I don't want to think about it. And I want him to be with like, taylor russell but she's probably too cool for him right like she's best friends with alexa demi so like they're like they probably laugh about him behind his back you know what i mean um yeah <laughs> it just like it doesn't make sense so like okay you're right he's like a total fuck boy for sure he's 27 i think he tries to give off the image that he's not a fuck boy that he's like artsy and stuff like that but it's like we've seen him at coachella like making out with girls random girls against like fences like yeah <laughs> like he's defo a fuckboy and he's like always I feel like he's caught making out with girls like all the time so I don't know he he's not like some like artsy I feel like a theater kid that I don't know isn't getting it like he definitely is I think people also forget 
Remember that Nobu hangout of Pete Davidson, Kid Cudi, and Kanye West? Like, Absolutely. He's really good friends with Pete Davidson. Like, and Kid again, Cudi. And Kid Cudi. Like, they're going out there drinking. They're, like, hanging out with women. Like, they're not, again, he's not some, like, loser pouring over his, like, his fucking, craft. His, yes. His, his little woman. Yes, script. Like, Seriously, like he's out like drinking with yes. the boys and like he's getting white like, boy wasted. And yes. and and when you like I saw someone, I, I wish I could remember who it was because I would I would shout out the creator because they made an amazing TikTok video about how when you really stop and think about it and you like because there's some video footage that came out recently of Timothy at Zendaya's assistant's birthday party. And he's like mm-hmm. dancing at the cookout and having like a good time. And and they're mm-hmm. like, this is him. Like, this is Timmy Tim. He's a fuck boy. And when you go back to like Kylie's King Kylie era on Instagram, yeah, like it actually like makes mood. a lot yeah. of sense. And we could do a whole nother episode on the sadness that is Kylie Jenner because she used to be so funny and have such a cute personality on like, what was that like kit or keek that, yeah, that keek keek. And vine and like all of that she's yeah, and now so she's funny like, and i know i know she's like a shell of a human yeah. yes or at least that's what i'm i hope that's just what she shows us and she's still that person but only yeah. in like a little tiny her little tiny safety circle if if that's who timmy is dating i mean but i just was shocked when we saw the photo just just like you i was like i cannot believe they're actually in the same location. I know because we got all those pictures of like the Range Rovers being at the same location, like around Coachella and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm like, those are two fucking random. There weren't even the same Range Rover because some, some, someone and bless them, like broke it down on the TikTok video. They were like, the, the lights don't match. These are two different years. Like the, this, the tint is off. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. But no, they, and Kylie's out there with a pack of cigs. Like it's 1999. What is going on? (laughs) Well, okay. This is the other thing. Like it all, it all actually makes sense because so Pauline Chalamet from Sex Lives of College Girls, which I think is one of the best television shows that have come out in the last like two years or whatever. So Timothy's older sister, Kylie and Kendall were all hanging out at Kylie's house. Kylie's carrying around a pack of smokes. But then I was also thinking Kris Jenner smokes. So it makes sense that I feel like a lot of times when parents smoke, they pass it down to like at least one kid. And and one thing I've also seen recently is like a lot of the young girlies, the young it Hollywood girlies have been seen smoking. Like, well, we know Lily Rose Depp. Like she's always smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Jenna Ortega was paparazzi smoking a cigarette. and And I posted on my Instagram. I was like, are cigs back? Like I what's going on? Are. Like, like we're they're like obviously sexier than like vapes. Yes, not that like, you should ever. Smoke. <laughs> like, just, just get that I, up I feel like have we gotten to a point is like as a, just a human species where we're like we're all going to hell on a grease pole. Let's just smoke a cigarette. What's the worst thing that's gonna happen? Like fuck it. I I miss. I used to smoke cigarettes all the time when I was younger. Like everybody did. Everybody smoked. Like you <laughs> yes. we smoked in restaurants. We smoked in bars. And then one day yeah. they were like, no more. And smoking is, you know, low class and you shouldn't be seen smoking. I'm like, oh, let's bring back the cigarette. Actually don't, but maybe yeah, I will. don't, but like, oh my God. <laughs> but like I will say it does look cool. Like when people are like, it doesn't look cool. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, have you, if seen, you like think about it. But like <laughs> have you ever seen a picture of Kate Moss? That is the epitome of cool. 
Sorry. 100%. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, like Audrey Hepburn. Like, hello. Uh, like, uh, yes. Shut the fuck up. Or the Olsen twins. Uh, like, not how giving a I fuck. How could I forget the Olsen? Yes. <laughs> like, drinking a venti Starbucks of just like pure black coffee and having a cigarette and a marble red. I smoked marble reds for like one summer because Mary Kate smoked them. Yeah, I used to smell like, like, I always smoke like a light something, but like, I was like, she can do it. I'm gonna I do can it. do it. No, seriously. Like, <laughs> I'm shocked. I don't like. <laughs> and I don't. I don't anymore either. I. I've actually like every now and then when I if I have a couple of drinks and I'm like, oh, I want a cigarette, and then I get one, then I'm like, oh, like, and it makes me feel sick, um, which is yeah. probably for the best. But but, yeah. but with Ky- Kylie with the cigarettes, like, do you think that she maybe she smokes or was she seen with them because it's cool now? What do you think? Honestly probably that it's cool now but I think just people again that have like family members that smoke Mm -hmm. are just a little less like against it than than others are so I just feel like you would be more susceptible to saying yes but I definitely think also where I live not a lot of people smoke like at all there's definitely people that vape and stuff like that but like not a lot of smokers but I think again in Hollywood like we just saw Tom Sandoval and Raquel smoking slash vaping like I just think a lot of people do it like to like like stay skinny yeah and, like, not suppress eat. your appetite and like again like look chic at like a party and stuff like that so yeah I don't know but I, I definitely think a lot more people smoke again just like in the industry than you that's know. a good point and I, I bet you that Timothy smokes, um, maybe not super regularly, but like if you've had a couple drinks or whatever, yeah. um, because I think, I think this is true because he smokes a lot in movies and he knows how to smoke. Like it's so apparent to me when I see someone in a movie, especially a younger generation that like, they don't know how to hold a cigarette. Like it's yeah. just not, um, and you can tell or like, oh, maybe you should just like cut that out because it doesn't look realistic. But he like looks like he knows his way around a cig, a joint, whatever. Um, so I could also see Kylie smoking because he was smoking. Yeah. Like, let's totally. go have a cigarette together, you know? Totally. Do you think that this is just like a fling? Like she has two kids. Exactly. I was He's just going to say that. But she's also like probably 27. I'm just going to look up her age. I think she's 25. And if I know that. Yeah, then she's 25. Just, yeah. Okay. Well, she's 25. But she, it's like she have you have two kids, which like, again, like to each their own. But I just don't see Timothy like all of a sudden just like being like a stepdad. It must be hard being young, a young single mom. Yeah. I agree. And especially in Hollywood, I I have, I have a couple of friends who have kids and they had them when they were between 20 and 25. So early, like Kylie, like, like tech, like technically early, um, early ish. And, um, it, it didn't really impact, impact their dating lives so much. I mean, they were fine, but there were, guys out there who just weren't in, you know like eh, like I can't I can't be serious with someone who has two kids like I'm too young I don't have I'm not ready for that yet um oh and just saying like, my friends like you know they split with their husbands partners, and, and whatever yeah, yeah they're partners yeah. um so 
I mean, in the real world, it's challenging for people. I feel like in Hollywood too, where standards are so high to be like perfect. Like, I don't know. I could see a young Timothy Chalamet kind of being like, eh, like, well, there's nothing like really here long-term because you, you're a mom, like you have kids, um, especially younger people that haven't fully and younger fam famous people because I feel like they're all stunted. They're all more immature than a regular citizen um, that, that he, I don't think it's long-term because I don't think, I mean, for Kylie too, like really, like you want Timothy Chalamet to be the long-term like <laughs> life partner that, that you introduce to your kids and stuff. Like he's probably not a good choice, but he is a good choice to rebrand her and keep her name out there. Yes. And if he's having fun, um, I mean, I guess I, I'm kind of shocked that, I mean, maybe his team did have a crisis and a meltdown, but I'm, I'm kind of shocked that like, this cannot be good for him, you know, for his, his brand and his totally. vibe that he's trying to, you totally. know, get across. Because as, as we were talking that Kylie Jenner actually kind of makes sense, but the Kardashian unit for him does not does make not sense. Does not make sense. And I agree, but I was also listening to a pod or a TikTok or whatever, and they were saying how Timothy was like kind of, is kind of not the it boy anymore. And I definitely think Kylie is putting herself out there more. Like she's been making TikToks a lot. She, you know, had that lion dress, like she's been on a lot of red carpets and stuff like that. So fashion I feel like, week. yeah, yeah, big fashion week moments and stuff like that. I think she could be coming maybe more into the spotlight now that she's single, now that her kids are a little bit older. And maybe again, Timothy was looking for someone to make him like an it boy again. And this just like makes the most like, because who else would he choose? Like, I don't even I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I love, I love a Kyle, uh, not Kylie. I'm sorry. I love a Timothy and Taylor Russell moment. Um, but that's just me, you know, that's just what, like what, what I like. And I, I do prefer Kylie, like ever since she's had her children, like she seems a little more laid back. I guess. Yeah. And and I mean, she still has her glam moments and she looks good and she did the bleached For eyebrows sure. thing and like, you know, but yeah. um, we'll just see. I think I've had enough time to process it and I'm just like, what what can I do? I'm just going to have to watch it play out. Um, If we're going to get photos, like let's get some better. Let's get some high res because those Bigfoot photos were, <laughs> were they were sending me. <laughs> awful yeah someone was talking about how like the tmz helicopter was like working overtime and i was loling so yes. <laughs> hard yeah so i got a kylie jenner listener listener slash just my one of my friends <laughs> voicemails um so kenzie kates who has been on this podcast many times before especially on patreon she's a singer songwriter so we've covered a lot of you know pop music Lots of Taylor Swift, obviously. Uh, she sent in a listener voicemail, and I'm going to play it for us. I'm really late to the party, but I'm still not over how fugly Kylie Jenner's dress was at the Met. I think about it sometimes out of nowhere. It just comes to me, and I'm like, why? <laughs> I think she was trying to support a friend, but I'm like, why? Why couldn't you have found a less ugly way to do it, you know? 
which is like <laughs> so funny. Wait, did she? Did she? Fugly, fugly, because that we're, we're also bringing, bringing fugly too. back. Oh my yes. gosh! Thank yes. you, thank you, Kenzie. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming she is referring to the baseball hat, Virgil Abloh one. No, you think she's referring to the red and blue one? To the red yeah. and blue? I, I mean. I don't know. I mean, that was the most recent one, but they were both terrible. Yeah. Okay, so this is like one of my, I feel like, deepest shames is I actually liked the off-white Met look. I, it's okay. It's like so embarrassing. So I didn't think she looked good because this is the meanest thing I will ever say. Just her face, looking at her face makes me sad. Like it actually just makes me sad. Like, it just looks so like pinchy and over like blown and like stuff like that. But I liked the dress, like the gown part and the, you know, t-shirty part. Um, and the hat, I don't, I didn't love that part, but I thought it was kind of cool. And it reminded me of Parent Trap with Elizabeth James and the, you know, wedding dress with the, the top hat the the top hat yeah Yeah. I I'm with you I didn't I I didn't hate it as much as the rest of the internet hated it but I don't like the Kardashian Jenners so I have to like go to that place with my my friends like but they're still human Mm -hmm. beings and I'm like okay yes you're right you're right you're right um and and I'm with you with with Kylie's um I think she does look a little better now like she's kind of letting some of that stuff either run its course or have it dissolved or whatever, but the filler and the, it just looks very uncomfortable. And I I have had some cosmetic work done, not to my face, but it doesn't matter. I'm just going to say not to my face. And I've never, like, no one tells you how uncomfortable this stuff mm-hmm. can be. And when I look at the Kardashian Jenners, I think, what's hurting and maybe nothing maybe some people go through these experiences and it is smooth sailing but for so many people myself included um it's not and I just look at them and I think like are you are you are you comfortable are you in pain like I know that that stuff is it's a it's a thing and I and I do I'm with you I do feel sympathy because that's a crazy life. Yeah, one hundred percent. And yeah, if people are new and haven't been listening for a while, I I have had fillers like as recently as this winter and like literally no again no shame in my game like I talk about that a lot but yeah it's just like a specific um like bloat or whatever that looks painful and um I think it's yeah from excess yeah like fillers or talks or whatever and I just Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know, feel so bad. Because, yeah, she also just, like, looks kind of sad to me. But you're right. I, I think she looks a lot better nowadays. And her 2023 Met Gala look, I also, like, didn't hate it. I think some people were saying that it could have been a nod to Andre Leontali with, like, the big uh, robe. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, obsessed with it. But, yeah, I thought it was nice. I, I think... Yeah, I it was fine. I mean, she looked she looked fine. Her makeup looked very natural and, and looked yeah. good. Um, I, I think a lot of times with them that they they try so hard 
that they kind of miss mark. what could be a very like yeah they could they miss the mark or what could be a very like cool moment it's just too it's just too like you know how sometimes you like eat like a sugary treat and it's just so sweet it like makes your teeth ache like that's what they kind of do um I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the plan because we're still talking about them. We're talking totally. about them right now. But um, I would just like to go in because like, who the fuck am I? <laughs> but I would like to go in and like, like make adjustments. Like, let me just like adjust this. I just know, do this. But, I you know, know. I know. <laughs> same here. Same here. So that I like you better. So that you're you're more for digestible me, no, for me. Ugh, but there. But yeah. 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 <laughs> I hope she's doing well. Like, it's not. I think like, again, it's not out of like hate or like any I don't know, judgment or anything like that or maybe it is but like I just I I don't know hope she's she's well <laughs> yeah I do too and if and if hanging out with with Timothy Chalamet even if it's a yeah. farce uh and it's all and it's all like a stunt or whatever if she's gonna like go a little bit more natural because she's what she's 25 yeah. like yeah. like girl you're just like you're good how yeah. you are like your skin is flawless your hair is gorgeous like She's gonna be. I think she posted a picture recently. It was like she had like thick white socks and Converse yes. sneakers on. It's like you know what you, you do do that yeah. because like take it take it down yeah. a little bit and like live yeah. your life with Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Samantha Jones. This also blew up when I was not podcasting. Were you a big Sex in the City girly? Yes, I I was. It came a tad late. Like I think I started to really get invested in like the early two thousands. So it was just a smidge behind the curve. But new episodes were still coming. Okay, out. yeah, 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 yeah. I I was a little bit too young. I started watching. I feel like in high school when it was um, reruns. At that point, I went to the movies in theaters, like all of that stuff. Uh, watched and just like that, like obviously, like like it came out in Canada Thursday mornings. I was like watching them before work. Like I was just addicted, addicted to the mess <laughs> and obviously missing Samantha Jones. I think everyone was, everyone noticed a big empty hole of where her character was. And it was for, you know, good reasons. Kim Cattrall had it seemingly a horrible time on set. Seemingly she wasn't, you know, friends with the other main cast members. And, and again, like, Never would have thought this would have happened. Just like Kylie and Timothy. She's coming back <laughs> to our screens. Yes. She's going to be in the season so two finale, which I just, I'm I'm so shook because she was so adamant that she was never going to come back. Um, She is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. I honestly haven't been keeping up with the Just Like That episodes. I've seen, I've seen the most important ones. Don't worry. Um, but Samantha missing like you you can feel it like Samantha is the reason that I watched that show and I always loved her she was always my favorite and other than Kayler this whatever happened on this <laughs> set it was like yeah. the other T like I would want to yeah. know like if I could have three wishes like, like okay was Kayler real what the mm -hmm. hell happened on with Samantha yeah. and Carrie or Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. and Kim like what happened i want to know every detail but i'm very excited that she's coming back i would also like to know how much money she's getting for this because i'm sure it's a lot yeah um, me too and i i heard um that it's just like it's a it's a phone call it's not really she's not going to be in a scene. yeah this is the part that like sometimes i'm just like let the character go because allegedly she didn't film with anyone else 
from the show. It's going to be a phone call. Like at that point, it's like, I don't know. Do you think do you think that we'll see her? on the phone from her yes. side and it will be like a like a split screen thing or you think we'll just hear her voice yeah no i think we'll see her um like okay. on like a split screen or something like i don't know in the back of a black car or something like that who knows <laughs> but i just like also don't understand what she would be calling for because again like they fucking shanked her like they said you know, she moved to like up and moved to London that she was like, and you might have missed this part in and just like that. But I'm pretty sure, again, if my memory serves me right, they were saying that she was like charging them too much for her, like Carrie's PR. And when COVID happened, they had to like she had to drop her as a client because like her books weren't pulling in like money or something like that. I'm like, Sam would fucking never do that. Like, that's just something she would never do so like why would she come back and what would she even say or do like I don't know it's just kind of weird at this point it will be interesting to see what what the plot is and I think that it will probably be their most watched episode no probably maybe other than the one with well, maybe no, no spoilers. Yeah, I'll just the not say premiere. That, the, yeah, you know the what premiere I'm talking about. episodes yeah. <laughs> one and two of the first one, one hundred percent. And I was kind of thinking, I wonder if they paid her like a trillion dollars because season one was such a flop that they were worried about you know people coming back for season two, and this is in the finale. So I wonder if they're banking on people watching the whole season just for like context of the Samantha Jones reunion. But yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it's less than ideal. But if if anybody has any ideas of like, you know, what the phone call could be about or whatever, let us know because I'm I'm dying to hear. Last thing, as she was styled by Patricia Field, who was the Sex in the City stylist, who also did Emily in Paris, but because of the conflict of interest, didn't do in just like that. But she came back for Samantha Jones, so I thought that was really cute. Oh, that is. I, I just feel like. Whatever went down, him was like in the right. And she was the one that was like taking the high road or being the bigger person or just like not dealing with whatever buffoonery was going on. Because like, why would the stylist come back? You know what I mean? Like that come back just for her. I just, that's just how, that's what my gut tells me. I don't, I know nothing, but I just feel like Sarah Jessica Parker is not in the right. 100%. There's like, I just get a gut feeling that Kim Cattrall is right. So she, yeah, didn't even talk to Darren Starr, the creator. Patricia Field's coming back. And I think that uh, Sarah Jessica Parker definitely had like Lauren Conrad syndrome. Like just like, like, <laughs> no, like Lauren didn't want the rest of the cast to make as much money as her. And I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker like is the same so I just, I, I do believe yeah, I, I, Kim Cattrall. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And it's so funny too, because like Sarah Jessica Parker, Kim Cattrall, and even Miranda, um, Cynthia Nixon, Cynthia Nixon yeah. I don't, I don't know so much about Miranda. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry. I don't know so much about Charlotte's, uh, Kristen Davis. Yep. Is, that, is that right? Kristen Davis. But the rest of them, they were all like equally famous child and tween actresses like there was no like 
not in my opinion, like knowing my history of them, it's like you all should have been earning the same. Like you were all huge gets for that show. And I'm so sorry, Kristen Davis, if I'm forgetting your, <laughs> your childhood acting. Um, but like I I know off the off the dome, like, you know, Kim and Sarah Jessica Parker and uh Cynthia Nixon. Like it's there. And so I, I can understand why if if Sarah Jessica Parker was like, I should make the most that they'd be like, wait a minute. One hundred percent. And like I think especially Cynthia Nixon and Kim Cattrall were doing like tons of nude scenes that again, I feel like that type of vulnerability deserves more money. And then also those girls were really good friends with Chris Noth up until the bitter fucking end of his career. So I'm like, that's sus as fuck. So I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm on Kim's side for this. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll see. (laughs) I hope Kim or Samantha or whatever, like slide some, you know, shady one-liners at Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Can we briefly talk about actors on actors? Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to mention this because I feel like this is something I like actually care about, but you know, like forget exists until it comes up every year. But I was really into the Ellen Pompeo and Catherine Heigl actors on actors. And I also watched the, Jennifer Coolidge and Jeremy Allen White because I feel like Jeremy Allen White is like my new you know my new Timothy Chalamet Ooh, okay like I think he's the white gangly it boy <laughs> um and Jennifer and Jeremy's was like just so funny flirty like just everything that you wanted it to be and then Catherine Heigl and Ellen Pompeo for like Ellen Pompeo, who I don't think supported Katherine Heigl's or couldn't say anything because she was the star of the show of Grey's Anatomy, um, for her to like support Katherine Heigl at this point after she had left, she's left Grey's. I just think it's really interesting because if everyone you know knows what happens, Katherine Heigl uh, basically uh, wrote herself off of <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. She thought. Izzy's storylines from I don't know like seasons three to five or whatever like wasn't good writing so she removed herself from like award like potential award nominations um she was just I feel like speaking up for herself but it was taken really poorly she got this awful reputation that she was hard to work with basically sewered her career until like recently and even now she's not you know acting at the level that she could have been and yeah for someone as huge as Ellen Pompeo to support her at this point I just feel like healed something in me (laughs) like (laughs) yeah no that's great I actually I watched that one and I watched Jenna Ortega and Elle Fanning but I did Mm -hmm. not I have not watched the Jennifer Coolidge and Jeremy Allen White one but I, I did not, of course I've seen Grey's Anatomy, but I've not been a habitual watcher ever, but I know all of the the tea, right? And of course. I remember in real time when all this stuff was going on with Katherine Heigl and her, it was very much like she's leaving a hit television show because she thinks she's going to be a huge movie star. And that's like the number one rule in Hollywood. You don't do that. You don't, you don't turn your back. Like 
hey, Mish- Misha Barton, like, you don't turn your back yeah. on a TV show thinking yeah. you're going to be... Um, Zane Malik. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, you don't do that. It's it's like a curse. Um, and I do think that there is a little bit of truth to that. However, Katherine Heigl was like a huge... Like, she was a child actress. Like, she may not have been a Kirsten Dunst at the time, but she was a big child actress. I think a lot of people forget or don't know that. And she just very much got the oh, she's difficult. Oh, you know, you don't want to work with her, like stage mom and like all this kind of stuff that like very much was also put on her as a young adult of like, oh, she's like this because, you know, of her child acting past and she thinks she's hot stuff. Um, and again, I do think there might've been a little tiny bit. I mean, look at her. She's otherworldly, beautiful, talented. She's been famous since she was a little kid. Like, yeah. Like if you can't strut yourself a little bit, what's the point? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and outside of gray like Meredith Gray Izzy I feel like was the show like and Christina but like it was she's very the one much, I remember totally like it was very much like Meredith Alex Karev Izzy and oh, the guy that I'm forget T.R. Knight's character that I just yes, can't T.R. Knight, yeah, yes yes and, and then there was the whole drama with like Catherine Heigl telling him like you need to get off this show like you know I can help you boost your career and like all that like went to shit um but aside from her being um maybe a little overconfident as a young 20 something like I I do think watching her now and like I because I watched it I was like she's she's still very much like confident and like she's not apologizing or backing down um and if you find that abrasive then like that's that's your prerogative but I really enjoyed hearing her talk and I enjoyed their interview very much and I and yeah. I I didn't I didn't think about like the the aspect where you were like for Ellen to come and do this now that now she's not on the show anymore I didn't really think about that because I wasn't a huge watcher but that is very interesting when you br- bring it up like that yeah because I don't think she had super commented on that like she has definitely commented on like some of the Patrick Dempsey stuff and like there I think that that shows work environment was like you know chaotic possibly toxic like for sure there was it's just a large cast like there's obviously people that are bound to like not get along and stuff like that but I don't think she had really spoken and and someone if I'm wrong correct me please but like spoken so explicitly about this because I again I don't think she could she also probably wanted to keep her job but I feel like now that she's kind of out of the you know the scene the gray's scene she's like able to and I think she was also just talking about how if this had happened nowadays like no one would even really bat an eye but again it was like for sure yeah like back in the mid-2000s where like you know just you can self-advocate no, I mean, we were we were slut shaming, you know, Jamie Lynn Spears when she got pregnant at 16 yeah. um, back in 2007, because like, that was her fault. Like that, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, the, the discourse was was terrible. I it mean, was completely different than it, it is now. It's gotten better. We still have yeah, a long way to yeah, go. But, totally. but yeah, I yes, back then, I mean, even I like someone who was immersed in this stuff just from the celebrity side of it not really a huge fan of the show was like oh that Katherine Heigl like she just thinks she's hot stuff like she's a bitch she you know but you grow up and you realize well she's probably just advocating for herself totally um, why shouldn't she be sassy she's famous and rich and beautiful like totally you know like hello (laughs) yeah I've definitely been swept into some of the like 
uh, Anne Hathaway, Catherine Heigl, like shit talking and stuff like that. And I think it's been a real wake up call to see these women on the other side of that and just be like, okay, don't like, yeah, what is this publication or whatever, like benefiting from and like, is this true? If a man did this, would we be having the same conversation? Like it, you really have to like use your media literacy because I can just be so easily swept up in those, you know, conversations. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about VPR real brief. And then we can move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week and This Week in Petty. It, it's finally, I, I wrote in the outline, we finally are like kind of wrapping up, but then I forgot that like the secret scenes episode is, airing next week so yeah coming like, on monday is it monday or wednesday when, when I, i'm not even sure but like <laughs> i have to admit for the first time since march 3rd i am a little bit scanned of old out you're fatigued you're feeling the fatigue <laughs> i'm feeling the fatigue it's just it's every headline all of the cast is on every podcast and i've been consuming all of it so i guess i just have to step step back but And then also I was just like disappointed. So I was in Toronto when it aired. So I messaged our group chat and I was like, what was the big like reveal that they Yes, I saw that because I was like, I I texted my friend. I was like, what was the reveal? Did we miss it? Yeah, it's like like last five minutes will blow your mind, like all this stuff. And I was like, literally, what was it? And (laughs) then I watched the episode and I was like, huh? (laughs) Like... It was bad, but it wasn't like, I guess, so it was like Raquel, I guess, going to get what, going against what kind of Tom was coaching her to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the the comment that Tom said about Ariana and him sleeping together and her wearing a shirt and Schwartz finally being like, what the fuck? We had Lisa Vanderpump like coaching Tom being like, you need to seem sad because she's like in business with him. Like, I think there was a lot of juicy things, but I was like, we did not need this like lead up to this fucking episode. I feel like that we had. I will tell you, I I have never um, watched. Well, that's a lie. I watched the first Real Housewives, the New York episode mm-hmm. uh, episodes back from like 2006 I believe um and then I never really have watched any Bravo stuff I mean I'm aware of it obviously yeah um but I just I didn't have any more like RAM left in my yes, my brain yes, to start yes. like consuming this whole new universe um but the scandal of it all got me invested so I will yeah. say like that worked. It worked for a lot of people. Yeah. My husband and I started watching it. I was like, who is this guy? Like, what is he? He's like, is this the guy with the mustache? I'm like, oh my the God. Like, the they got to yeah. you too. Um, yeah. But it's been, it's been great to watch and like been catching up. And um, I, I got on board like midway through season 10. Um, so it wasn't, I mean, very new, but not like yesterday knew and I I have been keeping up with like like what's the big reveal and like I was so scared it was going to be something with like Brock and Raquel um and I my apologies to people who are like that would never happen I don't know I don't have any context I was just I was just terrified that it was going to get like so much worse so like on that that level I'm I'm glad it was kind of anticlimactic but it was kind of like oh well okay I guess it's good to see Raquel has a soul has emotions and like now we can flip the script which it's not unwarranted but with um Sandoval being like such a manipulator and like how she's in her own way a victim 
100%. I think like that's the other thing that's really interesting that is coming out of this part three. I think the discourse online was like tides I think are turning a little bit on Ariana and I think people need to remember that this was filmed two weeks after she found out. So right. obviously her emotions are really heightened at this point. Um, and then I think Raquel too, people are starting to see that like she, I think, you know, got swept up in something that Tom was offering. Yeah, I don't think she's the like brightest crayon in the box. Like, I mean, I don't like she she's not. I'm sure. You know what? I don't know. But I don't know either. Like, I definitely think like her continuing to be friends with them, like Sheena and Ariana specifically while she was sleeping with Tom is is diabolical. But like, I feel like she compartmentalized it so much that she was just like living in like two completely different lives. And yeah, I do feel like a little bit of empathy for her because they're getting like death, <laughs> like death threats yeah. and like <laughs> shit like that. And I'm like, is what they did really, really, really bad? Absolutely. And I, I'm not trying to defend them at all. But like, man, oh man, like it's just, it's getting crazy, I feel yeah, like. I- I think Raquel has like if you want to talk about like EQ and IQ, like I think yeah. Raquel's IQ is is probably not genius level. Yeah. Um, and I think her EQ is a little low detached. Yeah. You know, it's a little low. Um, that's just how it reads to me. And I don't think that this is like Oscar worthy acting. Like this is who she is. And I I do feel bad for her on some level, but it's also like, um, like, I also feel like, like, this is fucked up, but I feel like, like, Raquel, to me, is, like, someone who's, like, does she even have, like, can she, she probably has a really high threshold for pain. Like, like, I just feel like she's just kind of dull around the, all the edges. Senses, yeah. Uh, and, and I, I know that probably sounds terrible, but. Like, no, to but see I, her, I think that's real. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, but just, like, I just, uh, to, uh, to see her finally. Break kind down. Of, like, register. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, it's like what 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 Sansa Stark said. Like, I'm a slow learner, but I do learn. I, I feel like it's it's taken a little bit of time because what you said it was like two weeks after the scandal broke that the reunion was actually filmed, and then Raquel went back. Yeah, the, next... the blue dress moments or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, the light blue dress moments were filmed after, which again I think is what they were trying to say is the big reveal is that she wanted to come back and shoot more stuff. And again, allegedly they're not even together still. So like that makes me again think that she ended it with him and she, and like okay, again, maybe people are like you need to you know, you were away at this conference and you missed you missed the <laughs> everything, but like I agree that I feel like she like came to a realization of the scope and the the gravity like, the gravity of this situation and i think she finally realized it and when she was like uncontrollably sobbing at the end i think it was like the veneer broke and mm-hmm. she, it finally got through to her of like what happened and how maybe she was again like kind of duped by this man and what he was like getting her to think i don't know i don't know yeah i i'm with you on that i mean she's not 
she's not totally innocent, right? Like, no, we know that. no. But she, I, and I, when I first started watching the show, which was like only a couple weeks ago, I was texting my friend who's like, a, she's been invested for the past, like, all seasons. Uh, she's yeah. a Bravo. She's a Bravo. She's like, oh, you can finally go to BravoCon with me now. I was like, sure, let's go. Yeah. Um, but, but she, I, I kept texting her. I was like, how old are these women? Because again, we talk about like the LA glam and the filler and stuff. I, I was for sure that these women were like 35 plus, like for sure. Just at first glance, she's like, no, 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 no. Raquel's like 27, 28. And I was like, oh my God, she's a baby. Like, and, and especially- especially not a very sharp one at that yeah. and like to then to to tango with someone like tom who's what he's like 40 42 42 like, yeah i mean the 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 dynamic there is way off and 100 percent, which i don't think a lot of people are, are talking about because you're right most of the cast are like late 30s early 40s but she joined because of her relationship with james kennedy who at the time when he joined the show, he was 21 and dating like a 30 year old and everyone thought it was like weird. <laughs> and then now he's 31 because it's 10 years later. And so he's dating 28 year old Raquel because, yeah, they're like in their like they're t 10 years younger than these people. Again, not saying that that is changing anything, but I definitely think it's just like a factor that should be like considered. Absolutely. It should be considered. I mean, but, but we also know R Raquel should, should know at the core of just being a person that like, you don't sleep with your best friend's boyfriends, like period, yeah. Yeah. period. Um, yeah. You probably shouldn't even do that after, if they, if they had broken up before, broken you up. still shouldn't, that's still off limits. 100%. Um, but you know, uh, there, there's, there's a lot going on, but I am glad that I saw her have some true emotions. 100% like it just it it seemed uh so stilted and so buried down and she seemed so out of touch with her body and her emotions and herself that I think that this happens like I don't know if there was like something that made her stilt her emotions like the pageants growing up or like if there was like some type of trauma or something like that but like I just feel like that this is a more common reaction that people are like like when they're like she's a psychopath and stuff like that I'm like actually I feel like a lot of people compartmentalize or like block out a lot of things for many different reasons and her finally breaking down is like and then hopefully again getting help and stuff like that mm -hmm. is I mean she's is, gonna need it after seeing that and like yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can't imagine and and I, I I believe you I'm with you like there our brains do really weird things <laughs> to mm -hmm. protect us to validate or justify what we, we were doing mm -hmm. um and again like she's not the cleverest of the bunch that's yeah. just very apparent um and i i think that i think that it makes a lot of sense after seeing that like the whole thing play out and then understanding that she's in a mental health facility like when i first read those headlines i was like is this just one of those like I'm doing this like to save face, blah, blah, blah. but I don't really think that's probably the case with her. Like I, I think she's really need, needing some, some intervention. And same with the restraining order. I'm like, I don't think she thought of that. Her PR team or her lawyer, like whatever, her manager. She did not thought of that. Like it wasn't her like, come on. Like, yeah. So we'll see how it plays out. But 
yeah, I'm very excited for the break of VPR drama. Let's just say <laughs> that. I'm getting to my, even though I'm watching season five, but it, that's really enjoyable for me watching the old stuff. Yeah, I'm just tired of this like current thing. Okay. Now we're at Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where our guest, Emps, is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Someone in the media who did something petty and was iconic. Emps, who are you nominating this week? Well, I have a couple bullets. um, And I don't know if this happened. I don't even know if this happened this week or happened last week. But I'm going to nominate Azalea Banks uh, for calling out uh, Taylor and Maddie the way that she did, the way that she is famous for doing. I always love an Azalea Banks hot take. So that is my petty weight champion of the week. I know. It's so funny because... I think she said exactly what we were thinking. Like, Taylor, what are you doing? You're way too good for this. Uh, So she actually posted on her Instagram stories, basically saying there's so much, so many cooler people that you could work with, that you could date. Um, She listed a few and was like, you don't need this like very mediocre white man. And then what was the famous line she said? Like, you you cannot be oh. letting him climb the rich yes. white coochie mountain, says. Yes, she said, <laughs> she said, ugh, this dude is a full incel, which I died when she said that. You cannot be letting him climb the rich white coochie mountain, sis. <laughs> and it's like, yep, that's exactly like. That sums it up perfectly. Yeah, that's exactly what we're trying to say to Taylor. That's so freaking funny. I love these other points that you said. Shakira possibly dating Lewis Hamilton is is. Truly, I love Lewis Hamilton so much. If if F1 he's, wasn't he's on at like 5 a.m. my time every weekend, I would be a big F1 girly. Like, I would just be so obsessed if she yeah, was dating Lewis Hamilton. He's in my living room a lot on the television. My <laughs> husband loves all things racing. Yeah. Um, so I, I hear a lot about Lewis Hamilton. Um, so that's interesting and good good for them. Like get some press. You know, Shakira is not scared of a little of a little press. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm just saying she loves a, a, a good press uh, moment. So we'll see how that rolls out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But if it's real, I, I would just be like so freaking happy. <laughs> like that's a couple I can root for. Um, I think the person that I wanted to nominate this week was just the Two women that showed up at the Tom Sandoval and the most extras show with the big sign that said, Tom, pay back your mom. Yes. <laughs> it was so funny. And I love that they didn't even pay. Like they were like standing outside of the like, you know, concert area. Yes. Um, And I can just imagine him like seeing that as he's singing and upsetting him. And I'm happy for that. <laughs> He really is just the worst. And, you know, he never thought that he was going to get jumped all over like that. But here we are. Yeah. And if people don't know why they said that is because he took his mom's retirement savings to invest in his restaurant, Schwartz and Sandy's, um, and he has yet to pay her back. So I'm just like, don't take your parents fucking like financial security and retirement like that is just so bad yeah that is messed up I mean if you're if your parents have enough to to like give you yeah that's great and like I would even say I don't know put it in an asset that you know is going to appreciate like buy a house or something like yes don't the restaurant 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, I guess it just depends on how much money you and your family have. But like yeah. that, that doesn't seem like his his family had a, enough to just be giving it out breezy like that. Um, and yeah, I don't know that they're gonna make it back with all this bad press. So one hundred percent, totally, totally. Okay, finally, let's wrap up with This Week in Petty, where Ems is going to share a story about something that happened in real life that she's petty about. What are you petty about this week? Um, I thought about, I have been thinking about this, like, ever since you emailed me. Like, <laughs> what am I going to say? What am I going to say? I, I think the the one that I'm going to pick is because it's it has, like, it really is petty because it has some longevity, is the fact that ever since uh, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie got together back in 2005, I have not seen a movie either one of them have been in since <laughs> with <laughs> the only exception the only exception because i'm not i'm like if my friends hear this they're gonna be like no that's not true because you saw i have seen the curious case of benjamin button but that's okay. only because of kate blanchett <laughs> I, I, that is only because of her um I'm but dying other than that i have not seen a movie either one of them have been in since and i do not care to yeah um and that is real petty. And I just don't like, look, people break up all the time. Like, it's not like I'm a team Jen. Like, yeah, I yeah. love Jennifer Aniston, but I'm not like a Jen stan. I just don't like the way all that went down and the media and like the way that Brad and Angelina rubbed it in Jennifer's face and then yeah. continued to. And like, now, granted, looking back, they all made bank off that for 15, 20 years, but still. I don't like them and um, I'm not going to pay money to go see their movies. So that's I'm my petty. <laughs> that is so funny. But yeah, speaking of infamous cheaters, like like the they're the fucking blueprint. But that is so funny. No, you're right. Like you want to put money into like I know it's you can't always ethically like spend your dollars, but you want to put money into like good people's hands and like. I don't know. I, I have a bone to pick with them, too. Like, it was... <laughs> I was, like, Team Jen, I feel like. So I've seen I lots mean, of Jennifer Aniston's movies since then. Yeah, I but. mean, sure. Team Jen, like, absolutely. But I wasn't, like... um. Yeah, you, know, you weren't, like... She wasn't your favorite actress of all and time. And I wasn't, like, whatever, losing yeah. sleep over it or, like... Yeah, neither. Buying the t-shirt and stuff. But yeah, I just didn't like that. And, and, and I've even said, like, now that I, like, older-wise, I'm like, you know... Jennifer Aniston's not stupid. Like they probably, she probably knew about it. Like they probably had conversations about it. I doubt she was blindsided, but the thing that really like twisted the knife for me was that W magazine spread that uh, Brad and Angelina did. Like it was right after the divorce was announced and they did this like domestic bliss, like photo yeah. shoot. And I was like, okay, bitches, totally. that is too, that is too far. And from that moment on, I was like, nope. Totally. And there's something I feel like about childless couples that and then getting into a relationship and having like a million kids that feels spiteful to me. Like, and like bit, yeah, <laughs> there's no legs to that or anything, but like it just the vibe is like spiteful. And so I can get behind that. I can totally yeah, get behind that. I, yeah. So I get that. I totally get that. <laughs> Uh, okay, my this week in petty was that when I was on my plane, I have an anaphylactic peanut allergy. I like try to not make a big deal about it. Nothing bad happened, just to preface this. Ems's face was like horrified. Like, really, nothing bad happened. But we're like, haven't even taken off. We're still on the tarmac. And the person sitting next to me cracks open a bag of peanut MMs. And I am like, 
don't eat peanuts or other like anaphylactic shit on airplanes. Like it's like the bare minimum that you can do because it's so anxiety producing for people with allergies when you like can't obviously you know, get the help that you would need if you came into contact or with like peanuts. Like, get so, off the plane. Like, yes. leave the vicinity. Leave the, you yeah. can't leave the vicinity. So that's why I'm, like, I'm super happy that I'm, like, still wearing a mask on planes. I feel like that's helped a lot with my anxiety. And I usually tell the people that I'm sitting with if it's, like, a long-haul flight or whatever. Um, and it it rarely happens at this point. But, yeah, so she cracks a bag of peanut m and So I, like, lean over and I'm, like – Hey, like, sorry, I have a peanut allergy. And so usually people, when this has happened, you know, like, immediately put it in their bag, go, like, some even will, like, hand sanny or, like, whatever. And I'm like, okay, sick. Like, that's that's great. Like, whatever. She was like, oh, I'm going to change seats then. So she goes and she changes seats with the flight attendant so she can continue eating her... Um, I'm peanut. Oh my gosh, was she gonna like come back and breathe on you though? Like, I don't know. I was like, oh my god, do you need those so badly? (laughs) You can't just like put them in your bag for later. It was so weird. It was so fucking weird. And it wasn't like a bag where it would be like her only snack or anything. It was just like a normal, like bag of M&Ms so I was like, that's not giving you any like fullness or anything like that. What a rude. See you next Tuesday. (laughs) It was so funny. So she went and sat like three rows ahead of me. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Did she come come back? No. Oh, well, good. At least she didn't come back. Yeah. But it was just so funny that I was like, okay, you can't just put that away for later. But she like literally had to eat them. That's just she moved seats. So that is so ridiculous. Well, I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I. I used to um, work around kids a lot, and yeah. a lot of a lot of them have have peanuts allergies. Like I was fully trained with the EpiPen, and like I nice. understand, I understand the seriousness of it because I've seen it. And yes, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that is petty, but that's like also like borderline, like like psychotic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like literally, to one. <laughs> literally. There's just psychotic behavior. There was a person listening to like a an action movie with no headphones like and no one said any like it was just it was a swoop flight which is um I don't know that's a Canadian budget airline it's like Ryanair I don't know what the equivalent would be in in the U.S. Porter maybe or like I I maybe that's Canadian too but like it was a budget airline and it was just like like no rules like a like a spirit airline yes yeah yes got it got it yeah like a spirit (laughs) like it it was just I feel like on an American I feel like on an American flight if someone is that that same thing had happened like people would have been like throwing blows like (laughs) over the over the peanuts like people would have been like gagged bound and drug off of the plane (laughs) no like yeah, and like the person listening to like on their iPad, like fucking uh, a Tom Cruise movie, like it was just like oh it was just. I hope yeah. it was a short flight. I, yeah, I, I it was, was like five five and a half hours. Oh no, it like, wasn't. Yeah. Oh no. It oh was my goodness. Just, yeah, the wild wild west out there. So, anyways. Well, thank God you survived. And I know. You Pity about did not have flying. any issues. <laughs> I know. I know. I never have on a plane, but it is really anxiety producing. 
Okay, um, so this was so much fun. We covered so much. We talked for so long, but it was really, really good. Uh, where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug? Well, I'm so uh, low energy when it comes to social media. So I have an Instagram. <laughs> um, it's at EMPSMD on Instagram. And uh, basically just repost NT from Crazy Days and Nights Blind Items, but only the ones I really like or think that other people <laughs> will like. Or I'm like, oh, I know who that is. Like I immediately have a good guess. Um, sometimes I'll throw in some of my like favorite movies or a book wreck, but that's really it. Um, I'm currently just loving like talking to my new podcast friends, um, when, when they want to have me on and maybe I'll start my own thing. Uh, we shall see. I love that. Yeah. You were just on fluently forward again. You're on what I will say quite regularly. So if anyone wants more EMPS content, check her out there. Yeah, let me know, you know, let me know if you you enjoyed it. Uh, it's good data. I'm collecting data. I'm doing my analysis. <laughs> good for you. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I love how, I know, I love how, like, scientific and strategic you are that I'm like, ah, let's just <laughs> fucking shoot the shit. <laughs> no, that's good. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me on. This has been a blast. Love it. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Ems for joining me on today's episode. I would love, love, love if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you followed along with me on socials at RTBP Podcast, I just had like a tweet go viral. And let me tell you the like thrill, the serotonin that was like coursing through my veins truly unmatched so follow me along there apparently I can throw out a banger tweet you know every 10 years that's how long I've been on Twitter <laughs> but <laughs> at RTBP podcast okay friends I hope you are safe and healthy out there as always I'm your host Tori and I'm ready to be petty see you soon bye